This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I want to shift gears a little bit. We are still talking about COVID-19 and I saw this story and uh, I've talked to uh, Tom Seward before. He's a lifelong hunter. He's a fisherman. He's a wilderness guide. He's done some pretty interesting things in his life. And what caught me about this story was he is taking self-isolation to the extreme. And this is not what everybody has to do. There are no recommendations that this is what you need to do as the virus is continuing to spread. But I thought it would be interesting to check in with him to find out what he's going to be doing on North Vancouver Island. And he's inviting other like-minded survivalists to go with him. And he's joining me on the line now. Thanks a lot for calling me. Uh, we have talked to you in the past uh, about various issues, uh, seal hunts. Uh, we've talked about uh, Bigfoot. But today we are talking because you have a very different approach to dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. So what are you planning to do? Well, I'm planning on heading into my traditional territories off northeastern Vancouver Island and uh, going tribal, basically, going to live like my ancestors lived for thousands of years. It means when low tide is out. Time the buffet table set, time to grab your clam fork, go down and do a harvest. Jump on your boat, go out and get your food, and uh, basically get out of the concrete jungle because they're just, uh, to me, they're just petri dishes full of virus and it's going to be even more. Why would you want to stay here, you know, confined to your house when you have a boat or you have a cottage or you have a friend who has a sports fishing resort? Get out there. Get out into the isolated areas and lessen the chances of contracting the virus. Oh, that certainly is. uh, It's taking self-isolation to a whole uh, different level uh, entirely. Now, I understand, though, are you going with other people to do this? Well, my son is going to come in and help me set up, and then he's going to look after my parents and uh, the family in Nanaimo. And I'm just going to go out and start preparations, hopefully, if all goes well. And then... uh, if it does go sideways, which it more than likely will, as we see with Italy and uh, China, um, at least then they can jump in the vehicle and get up there. And, you know, they have firewood cut, tarp set up, tents. I actually have cabins that look like made of red cedar that look like traditional native-style longhouses. They're very small. They're basically just the size of a garden shed, but they give you shelter. You know, put some insulation in, a wood stove, you got heat. And, you know, the best thing is you don't have to go down to a grocery store like I did yesterday with 100 people there all clamored in, filling their baskets and big lines. And, you know, that's going to increase your chances of getting the virus. Uh, do you know anybody at this point where you are that has been affected by this or has has contracted the virus? Um, I haven't personally have, you know... But Vancouver Island, with the cases they have, you know, it's just a matter of time before that increases. So, you know, the way I feel is, you know, I lived out in the mouth of Night's Inlet for over 20 years, being a native watchman, guardian of our village, running my ecotourism operations, hunting guide. I know what's out there. There's all kinds of uh, abandoned structures, you know, where you can go salvage building material if you don't bring any in. And uh, there's the frontier. People that are more than likely going to say, you know, you might have to set your tent up there for two weeks, but if everything all clears, you're more than welcome to come stay in my float house or cabin or resort. Right, and that's what I understand too. So you're going to go set this up, but then if more people wanted to come, are you telling people exactly where you are, or how are you? Are you are you open to then more people joining you? 
I'm open to like-minded people that have the skill set. So in other words, you have your pals, you have your fishing gear, you have a boat. You know, someone phoned me and said, hey, I got an 18-foot Lund. And I said, hey, well, you might want to come out in the weekend there, coming up and start helping us because we're going to need a boat out there. And, you know, so it's, you know, I'm open to people, you know, getting a hold of me if they're, you know, have the same skills and that I'm not going to take, you know, people out there that don't have a clue about what Bush is all about. You know, it is rugged out there. Absolutely. And like you said, this is something that you've done in the past. So it's not like you're just going into the wilderness and, and freestyling it and hoping for the best. You have these skills and you've used them before. Exactly. And I don't recommend it to anyone who doesn't have the skill set because, you know, if you do, do a mistake out there, you're dead. So, you know, it's better, you know, what I'm basically doing, like I'm posting on my social media, you know, Sasquatch Island and uh, Pacific Balance Marine Management, I might post something about, well, at least we didn't harvest the seals yet. We got lots of protein out there waiting for us. So, you know, it's, you know, if I, I hope two or three people or 20, you know, get through this pandemic a lot better by, you know, having that light bulb go off above their head and go, hey, we got a 21-foot sailboat. What the heck are we doing hunkering down here in North Vancouver? Let's jump on that sailboat and go anchor out in the bay and stay to ourselves and enjoy the next four months. And, and I would imagine you'll have some kind of first aid kit with you. Are there, are there concerns that if you get injured or if you get sick, you're so isolated? Not really, you know, you know do your best not to get injured or anything like that. But at the same turn, you know, I, I can't see our services shutting down totally. You know, if someone you know, gets injured, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a medevac available, hopefully. How far away from civilization would you, or are you planning to be then? I'm actually, I can hike out a few kilometers and get to the main logging road. But if I do go deeper and I get into my traditional territories, you know, it's the uh, Western Broughton Archipelago, you know, it's, I'm not that far, half an hour on Vancouver Island. All right. So you're still going to be kind of off uh, North Vancouver Island? Yes. Off my traditional territories because I belong to one of the Kwakwaka'wakw tribes. Since the 24th of January, I've reached out to my friends that have skill sets, carpenters, uh, someone who uh, knows the medicinal herbs and remedies and edible foods that are out in our coast. I've reached out to people that have uh, hunting skills and fishing skills, trappers. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, this is the location. You know, those people, I have an email I'll be sending out here that's going to give coordinates and the different rally points. And, you know, if it progresses and gets worse, you know, just move further and further, you know, out into isolated territory. You know, British Columbia, you know, everyone's so accustomed to being in Vancouver, Victoria. Look to the north. You know, we have a huge chunk of British Columbia that's uninhabited. And it's the highest concentration of protein in its natural setting at low tide, high tidal areas at low water. All the clams, all the barnacles, mussels, seaweed. And we're right now at the beginning of spring, so the berries will be coming in and the other foods. And then, of course, we have ooligans coming in and herring are spawning right now. And in another couple of weeks or another couple of months, we'll see the salmon coming. So there's all kinds of food out there. You know, it's not like you have to go and take food away from people that need it in the cities by you know, throwing shopping carts to overflow and, you know, just get what you, the basics you need and get out there, jump on your boat. And that's one of the things that's surprising me is 
I'm sitting here looking out in the water and there's no boats. I remember 911 when that day happened in September. I remember the hundreds of boats heading south to the cities. How come now that we have a pandemic, I'm not seeing hundreds of boats heading north? Because it is such a changing situation and uh, it's changing hour to hour almost at, at some points, how long are you prepared to stay out and be in that isolation? Well, I lived out there for years. You know, to me, it's you know, no biggie to go out in the bush and hunker down. You know, it's the most beautiful place to be. And thanks to the cell networks, we got cell range in most of British Columbia's bank, northern, northeast Vancouver Island region. And with a VHF radio, you're tied into the emergency channels to listen to updates. So, you know, it's, you know, something we have to look at. And I don't hear or see any people thinking about that. They're, like, you know, more concerned about having sanitary wipes and toilet paper when they should be thinking about their boat, their yacht, their fishing resort they have. You know, how come no one's reaching out and saying, hey, look, I got this fishing resort. It's not like I'm going to have a fishing season, tourist season this summer. You know, why don't you help out and let's go stay in my resort for a few months. All right. Well, Tom, we'll leave it there. Uh, Very interesting, uh, your take on this and reaction to this. Thank you so much for chatting today. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very much.